Welcome back, South Carolina. I'm your host, Brandon Peak, and this is Podcast 1854. Good morning, South Carolina. Welcome back for another episode of Podcast 1854, the number one news podcast in the state of South Carolina. Today we're joined by newly elected Representative Matthew Lieber out of District 116. Matt, how you doing, buddy? I am great, Brandon. I appreciate you having me back. I remember coming here when I was campaigning. Yes, sir. And uh, did a podcast with you, and it was well-received. Yes, and, and, and we appreciate that. And this is the first time we've had you back since then. So you right. was candidate Libra before. Now, right. now we got you this morning as representative Libra. That's, that's amazing. Congratulations. Hey, I appreciate that. It's quite a thing. It's quite a thing to go through a campaign and, and be successful. Um, I appreciate it. We're going to do all we can to serve my district and serve the great state of South Carolina. Yes, sir. That's awesome. So how was it towards the end? Because I know, I mean, you was always on the move. Like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, I followed just, you know, your whole entire campaign. And that's, was that the secret in the sauce? Like you just had to get out there because you was constantly working nonstop, day in, day out, getting with the people. Right. Well, we did really work hard. Um I pride myself on my work ethic. I, I mean, I I don't think I ever took a day off in the last six months of uh, <laughs> running. And I, I ran, my campaign was nearly 19 months. I mean, oh, I, wow. I announced really early after the 2020 election. Um, and we just, we really went after it. Uh, we raised a great deal of money um, for that district. It was six times what anybody had ever raised oh, in that area. Oh, congratulations, right? man. That's amazing. And that was on personal donations. Uh, I had about 15 that I could say are true campaign uh, members. or all volunteers except for two or three possibly. But yeah, all of the volunteers donated to the campaign. So they really had That's skin awesome, in the game. Man. And they believed they in They believed me. in you, yeah. And I really appreciated that. And in the community of Charleston County, uh, they all believed in me. In fact, Dorchester County GOP uh, also gave me a max donation because they just really, uh, my message really uh, uh, was adopted there and um, it it really uh, attracted lots of uh, support Mm -hmm. and I won't forget it and I appreciate that. I appreciate all the work that folks put in for me. I appreciate my wife putting up for this process. Yes. <laughs> and my kids, who I don't see as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I know what I was signing up for, and I love the job, and I'm going to continue to serve and do the best that I can. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and family family's important. You know, that's as long as we have their support then 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 we know we're we're good to go to run that race you know and that's with anything and so you know a big kudos to them literally mm-hmm. and uh, yeah because it's sacrifice we all have to make sacrifices and certain decisions mm-hmm. and what you're doing and they saw that what you was doing you was very passionate about it you still are you mm-hmm. know you hit the ground running i can tell you know so um let's let's talk about what what you have going on so um since since you've been elected you know run us through the process of of your your you know your first few days getting started and all this and that how's how's that been well before i go to that i just i do want to say that the people of my district are worthy of any sacrifice that i make Mm -hmm. and they haven't had that in so long where you know i felt i feel like 
they had a representative that was really there to do the work, really advocate for their needs. I mean, this district's been blue since, uh, you know, we're, the House historian is trying to, to find, discover when the last time a Republican held this seat. Oh, it's seriously? Been it's so been that long? long? Yeah, it's been so wow. long. You, you can't find it on the Internet where there was a, ever a Republican in this seat. Um, you know, but there's been some uh, re, redrawing of the maps and, and, and those sort of things with single district uh, yeah. elections, changes, things like that. But it it uh, it was quite an accomplishment to flip this seat. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, I have five mayors in my district, and they are all excited that uh, they one have a Republican that's mm-hmm. representing them uh, that uh, potentially has a great deal more influence in the house to uh, solve some of their pressing needs with uh, water, sewer, internet, those sort of things. There you go. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited for them for that. I have mayoral meetings. Uh, frequently and uh, we're going to do some good work but yeah I, I when I got elected um, I immediately hit the ground running I'd have to say and I ran for fre- freshman caucus chair and I was successful in that um, so now with you, a lot of help now can you explain to those that that are listening that may not know when you say the freshman caucus chair what exactly is that right so every freshman caucus or, or freshman class mm-hmm. um, one of the first things they do after uh, you know, coming into session is to vote for a uh, caucus chairman yeah to kind of represent them to organize the, the freshman caucus to uh, put together uh, occupational uh, uh, meetings with the various agencies okay. um, and uh, agency heads um, and we've organized quite a few of those meetings already and we've got a lot coming up on the calendar yeah. so we've met with the Attorney General we're, we're meeting with uh, Secretary Hammond next mm-hmm. week and learning what his agency uh, performs and, and how we can work together to better uh, the lives of people in our, our many districts there's 27 of us yeah uh, two of them are Democrats, and, and, and we all attend the meetings, and we, we try not to get too much into ideology and the uh, you know, philosophy of, of politics too there much. We go. try to just try to keep this team close and tight and try to better our uh, occupational knowledge of the job. I mm-hmm. mean, we're all new at this. We're all kind of politically minded, but, um, you know, there's a lot to learn about um, how the, the order in the House yeah. how things are accomplished on the house amendments and introducing bills and those sort of things um, so I, I'm trying to uh, put together uh, meetings and seminars and things like that to, to make us all better so we there can better go. serve yeah so yeah I was elected a freshman caucus chair congratulations and, uh, I, yeah I have to give some shout outs so if you you know rep- represented Brandon Cox and represented Brandon Guffey uh, Carl I like Schlusler, Brandon Guffey uh, represented Carl Schlusler and um, a few others were really instrumental and um got behind me in that early um it's 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 kind of a unique thing i just came out of a really hard campaign season yes you did. and so when i when i was approached to do this i thought well well, gosh i got a campaign again i gotta (laughs) and that's not necessarily how you you win this uh sort of uh position yeah that's right sometimes you have to have others speak for you yeah and i had to take a seat back and and uh, you know especially brandon cox and brandon guffey had come up to me and said now matt um we need you to um to cool your temperature a little bit with the <laughs> with the campaigning, let us speak for you a little bit, and they were really good at that. And yeah. Fawn Petalino, representing Fawn Petalino, she's amazing. I love her. Yeah. I love Bill uh, Hager, representing Bill Hager. 
there's there's so many uh, Don Chapman and Representative Don Chapman and good people all of us um, um, it, it's and interesting because this this class is is really Generation X mm-hmm. so a lot of these guys are CEOs back home mm-hmm. have run companies multi million dollar outfits you know yeah. um, and they're just high performance individuals and I think that's going to really shine well for the state of South Carolina oh, in the future sure. yeah I mean we're you really have they're already leaders and they're going to grow into more sort of leadership that's positions right. in state government and, I, and I'm proud of that and I, I'm, I look forward to the future I'm real proud of my freshman caucus yeah and real quick Brandon Goffrey right Guffey, yeah. Guffey, Guffey, yes. Brandon Guffey, Guffey. York County. I always butcher your last name Brandon oh, yeah. my apologies you know <laughs> <laughs> but you know he's a great guy and uh you know we spoke at the, at the the governor's ball the mm-hmm. other week and you know there was something that i seen on facebook and and i thought it was really really honestly i thought it was it was it was honorable it was moving like and it just shows unity but as i was scrolling the other day um i saw maybe i think maybe you posted a picture mm-hmm. where a bunch of you guys was standing around his desk because he introduced a bill Mm-hmm. And y'all said, I, I believe, and again, this isn't verbatim, but it was something along the lines of y'all will gather around his desk, you know, every every time sessions in or every, every time you're well, there. Every Tuesday morning. Every Tuesday sort of morning, plan, yes. When we in do in solidarity the, the roll, of his bill. Yeah, the roll That's call vote takes about 15 minutes, and you know, most of us get in there early. We hit the the green button. We're here. Yep. And then we're gonna gather around his desk and. You know, maybe we don't talk about anything really strategic or, you know, uh, business-wise. We just, uh, it's kind of a symbolic gesture that, exactly. um, we, you know, he lost his son to a real tragic sort of situation mm-hmm. that he has introduced a bill that hopefully uh, addresses what is a really evil practice that happens um, with you know, going after these teenagers and blackmailing them uh you know when mm. they're not uh sophisticated enough to understand that um yeah what these folks are trying to convince them or say to them is has a lot of weight and they do uh, tragically his son took his life um and most of it was out of uh love for his father and um you know not wanting to um embarrass or tragically to, to take away from his political uh, aspirations and you know that's just not the truth and, and his son was uh, fooled by these really evil people mm-hmm. and you know I, we know that this bill that um, Representative Guffey has introduced will likely need to be amended and, you know maybe strengthened I, you know I'm not sure but um, we'd like for something to, to happen um, with that effort and so we gather around his desk every Tuesday morning to uh, show solidarity and love for our fellow freshmen. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That yeah. is, and yeah, that that's something that I don't feel like gets it. It doesn't get the attention that mm. that it needs, you know, deserves because the the, the rate is just astronomical. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I wish you guys the best. And if there's anything we could help do to spread the message, like by all means, I'd I'd, I'd be there. Yeah, there's that's, a unique pin that. Um, Brandon's son um, uh, kind of created actually he sent his father that text that had this symbol in it um, and it's the symbol uh, for heart and um, so we're wearing that pin on special days that mm-hmm. um, where the bills may be being discussed or, or things like that um, so yeah, yeah one thing that we all should remember fellow South Carolinians is that um, 
you know these state reps they're human beings they, mm-hmm. i mean they they um you know they strive and they, they they excel and accomplish a lot in life but you know a lot of them have gone through some tough times um and and good times and and we can't forget that these folks are all human and you know some of the troubles we're having um that we'll get to i'm sure in a little bit yeah it, it really boils down to the fact that we're all humans and human beings with with spirited hearts and um desire to do what's best for the state um so you know this this is a, a this is something that um, i'm proud of that we're you know doing this for for representative guffey and hope for the future that we get this done amen yeah i can stand behind that 100 percent. yeah so after that let's um dive right into here so the the big elephant in the room that sure. that everyone's talking about right now you know and and i know we've drafted letters to send out you know uh multiple people from around the state have you know but um this this loyalty oath that is mm-hmm. going on in the house right now and and i ultimately especially for for freshmen you know newly elected officials that are coming in you know, you know, and and I have I have a copy of it, and when I sat there and read it the other night, I made a podcast, you know, just a quick little episode about it on my thoughts, and um, it seems to be like it's dividing a bunch of people, and it's almost, uh, and that that this is my opinion, you know, like like it's dividing a bunch of people, and it's like it's a way to say, hey, you know, um, and I said this the other night, if the incumbent is 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 holding that chair and they're not doing their job he or she and you have a candidate that's running that their work ethic is outshining outperforming and just them overall would be a better fit now well, you can't do you're, that you're talking about quite a few different things there and, yeah that's and, that's and in I, the oath, I, I do yeah. want to talk about each one and kind of break it down a little bit but just to kind of dovetail on what i was saying earlier uh, is the fact that um you know the GOP caucus is a group of individuals and human beings with uh, uh, you know spirited um, gosh how do I put this you know we're all human and we all um, we all struggle um, and we're all struggling in this process I'll be honest with you Brandon mm-hmm. we're all struggling and to touch on it just for a moment as a freshman and the freshman caucus chairman i've spoken to my fellow freshmen and i've cautioned them to not discount the pain that these folks have been in their second third and fourth fifth term Mm -hmm. have gone through um in the in the past years um this is not something new this sort of um um uh, disagreement between each other um Mm -hmm. we've we've had some problems in the past where um the uh the sanctity of the caucus meeting where we have uh we understand that we're not going to share what happens in the caucus uh that that's that's been broken a lot and it was it was broken in a way that was um hurtful you know you had times where people would go or or one person or whatever would 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 leave the caucus room and immediately go to a, a, a press mic and 
share what he wanted and, and then go to social social media. You see, I disagree with that. So that's kind of the background, though, yeah. is that there there is, I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I'm saying, I'll, I'll let you tell me what you disagree with, but, you know, one person was kicked out of caucus, mm-hmm. and it was over these sort of things. Mm-hmm. So as a freshman, I didn't experience that, you know, for right or wrong. So I try not to have an opinion uh, on the guy that got kicked out or the caucus you know judgment on people. I, I yeah. didn't participate in that yeah but i can't ignore that there's pain in the room for things that happened before i even got there yeah but i'll let you comment on what i just said yeah so i mean and all right so and and i said this the other night too so it's it's when you said that it, it literally is almost verbatim what i said we should be able to go into a room as a unit if we disagree or whatever if we agree whatever we need to do we need to be able to go into a room have a conversation everyone let it all out on the table mm-hmm. right there but what is discussed in that room stays in that confidentiality. room confidentiality i, I believe that 100 percent. it's the point of the caucus yep i mean you can take it to extremes we don't really want the democrats knowing what our strategy is i there don't you think go. there's a republican in the room mm-hmm. that would be inclined to help the democrats in some sort of way by sharing information mm-hmm. but that's the extreme of it yeah and the other extreme of it is is that you have people that maybe they're not completely set in their own minds about how they feel about a bill or a particular policy and they're airing it out in that room mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so they don't want what's what they say there when they're working it out with maybe stream of thought discussions yeah to be shared and that's completely understandable you know and that was i think you know i'm not going to speak for anybody but i think maybe that that sort of information had been used in uh previous elections i can Um, i could see i could see where understand the point of view there for sure reason that they wanted confidentiality uh to be prominent uh, in this caucus, this edition of the caucus, mm-hmm. the, the 125th Assembly, the House. Um, and so maybe when they p- produced the rules, they went too far. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think there's a big hang up on the Rule 16. Now that the set 16. of rules have been, yes. yeah, the set of yes. the rules have all been released, and so I can talk about them now. Yes. Uh, Rule 16 prohibited campaigning against uh, other incumbents. That's right. I am personally indifferent about that rule because, take you back to my race, I I want a purple district. It is purple. Um, I'm going to be busy as I all get out in 24 trying to keep my seat. I have no intention or desire to campaign anywhere else Mm -hmm. except possibly positively I, I will be a positive uh campaigner for mm-hmm. for other folks mm-hmm. but i can't i'm going to be too busy to worry about why well, i need to take this guy out or that guy for whatever reason yeah so i'm indifferent about that rule mm-hmm. okay i'm not passionate about it so um i didn't object it's hard for you know you're asking me to be passionate about a rule that i'm indifferent about mm-hmm. and then to go run to the banner and take up the sword of that cause when it doesn't, it's immaterial to me. It's it's it's. Uh, I'm not engaged there. Yeah. So I, I didn't object uh, so much so, or didn't worry about that rule. Didn't I? Didn't like the signature block. I'll be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, normal and parliamentary processes. Every time there's a, a new body elected, all the way through your 
committees and subcommittees and the caucuses, they all have to vote on their rules. Mm -hmm. That's just a normal process. Yep. It's not normal to have a, a signature block involved when you vote for the rules. I mean, theoretically, and I think it's happened, I think it happened recently, the Federal uh, Republican Caucus, but I don't know. But theoretically, you could vote for the rules and you could oppose the rules and you're not out of caucus or out of that committee or out of that body, mm -hmm. but you're still subject to the rules. Mm. That is the normal process, in my opinion. Yeah. But you have to ask yourself, well, where did that signature block come from? And I think it'd be surprising for folks to understand where that idea came from. And when you say signature block, so will you explain to them, the listeners, six, I mean, was that... So we voted on the rules. Yeah, that's right. And, and when you say you can appeal it... We voted up and down, and it overwhelmingly passed. Mm -hmm. Do not forget the past that these folks have been through. That's right. So I'm not going to judge them for saying this rule 16 is good or bad yeah. in their minds yeah. okay well and i agree with certain portions of right. it right i do when i read it the I, rules passed normally that's the end of it mm -hmm. should been should have been the end of it but for whatever reasons in um the little committee that was designing the rules the idea of a signature block came up and a signature block was applied and once you do that then you are kind of getting into the realm of um, I'm signing this and agree always, you know, I'm, I'm giving my oath. What You know, those rules, yeah, yeah. those kind of words that I, I don't necessarily accept are, are what we're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. We can't forget that these are the rules that yeah. were voted on by the caucus. By two-thirds has to pass by two-thirds. That's right. So it's not, it's, it shouldn't have been an oath. It's not an oath. It's the rules package. Mm -hmm. The signature block was a bad idea, in my opinion. And I'm not letting anybody off the hook, and I'm not assigning blame. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say who came up with the idea of the signature block. Yeah. Okay, because it's not fair. I like that individual. I think he's a good rep, mm -hmm. a good servant of South Carolina. There's, I'm not the kind of person to throw people under the bus uh, for a, a possible mistake. Yeah. And I know it's been explained to me well, a lot that of times people are pressured. Block, Some, yeah. Sometimes they feel pressure right. too, Matt. You the know, signature block came about, and the rules weren't complete. If the rules would have been complete, and, and, and I don't know if that's true or not. I've, I've also heard that the rules were complete. I, I just don't know. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I think it's impossible to know, really, the, all the stages. This thing has gone through so many different uh, ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I don't want to retract. We're all so fatigued with it. That, I can um, imagine. Yeah, that we we just want to get back to the business of uh, the people. The people. Yeah. Um, we are moving legislation. We are... Uh, uh, you know the budget's coming up. We've we've got a great Supreme Court justice that, that we've uh, you know sort of put in place, coming up for a vote in the f you know near future. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been working hard. I I sat in the hearings for the Supreme Court justice for five hours on a Thursday when I should have been driving back home to the Low Country to be with my family. Mm -hmm. But that is such an important thing that I needed to I needed to be a part of it. That's I felt right. like I needed to learn yeah. the process and I also wanted to evaluate the candidates. That's right. So, you know, I know that folks back home or folks, uh, you know, listening, uh, they, th they possibly think all we're doing is arguing about caucus rules, and we're not. We're, we are so busy um, with so many other things. Yeah. And, you know, and I felt like when I was uh, deciding on this rules package, 
I signed the I signed the the, the rules package, mm-hmm. and I because coming from a, representing a purple district, I thought it was beholden on me to do the best I could for my district. Mm-hmm. I needed to be in that room to best represent my district. My people are struggling with water, sewer, internet, beach mm-hmm. renourishment. We have a host of issues and problems. I put that first before I put arguing over caucus rules. I like that. First. I'm I in a unique that. position. Yeah. You have to remember a lot of these guys in Freedom Caucus, and I'm great friends with them. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with Adam Morgan. I'm really good friends with Stuart Jones and Josiah Magnuson and Jordan Pace. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes we disagree on stuff. Uh, but that's but the I'm, nature I'm, of the beast when yes, you get into I'm politics. I'm good friends yeah. with them. But lot, all those guys come from really bright red districts. You know? I don't really have the luxury of um, of taking uh, such a uh, uh, some of the stances that they take. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I disagree, mm-hmm. but it's just a, it's just about it's the rollout posi- yeah, and exactly how it's right. discussed. Um, so I have to be a little more careful in some areas. And that and when I was asked to join, I was at the Freedom Caucus inaugural. Uh, I don't know what was a ball or just sort of a meeting. It was I was there. I was invited guest. Uh, I was looking at the Freedom Caucus, but I looked at it and when I, after I got elected, I, I said to myself again, "What is best for my district?" And it would be so easy for me to be in the Freedom Caucus and um, that be used as a hammer against me forever. And like, for instance, in 2024, mm-hmm. when I'm trying to get reelected, um, um, because it's so mischaracterized in the press as well, they're mm-hmm. mischaracterized too. Yeah. Extremists, extreme oh, right, yeah. all this sort oh, of yeah. horrible, you know, dumb things that, that is said about them. Uh, but that that would cloud the picture for my voters if I went in, and that, and I still may yet. Mm-hmm. I have good relationships with those guys. I don't think so, because I think I'm better serving my district being unaffiliated uh, with with certain caucuses. Um, well, and you speak the truth just like that. You know, I know some people that would have danced around what mm-hmm. you just said, no. literally, but the fact that you just laid it out like that, mm-hmm. and for you guys listening, I mean, he just literally put... And as you should, your district that's that's what was on your mind. That's for your people. Me. That exactly right. And yeah. you just and you literally just you that's how so the way you just did that, man, I, I respect that, seriously, yeah. because it, it wasn't about this, it wasn't about that, whether you agree or disagree, you just said it's what's best for your district because mm-hmm. of the issues that y'all face. And, and if you're gonna serve them and serve them at your you know, full capacity you're doing what you feel like is best right and people in south carolina I, I, I just implore and beg that when they look at these state reps that have made certain decisions mm-hmm. um remember that they are mostly making those decisions based based on what's best for their district i can't tell uh davy hyatt majority leader davy hyatt mm-hmm. or um you know kathy landing representative mount pleasant i can't tell them how to best serve their district they need they know how to best serve their that's district right. because they live close they live in their district exactly and they they report to the people and they and, and they have that special relationship with their constituents so when 
those guys make decisions. It's all. It's not always kind of black and white. There's a lot of nuance for why they do what they do. Yeah. Because I believe everybody in that place wants to serve their district mm-hmm. best the way they see fit. I would hope so. And you honestly. have to remember, you know, there's been some amendments. You know, we had this ARPA money. Um, and if you would see, I, I voted with the Freedom Caucus amendments on two of them because mm-hmm. I thought they made sense. I thought they had merit. I don't care about who put it forward in the agenda. And, I, again, I don't suffer from the pain of the last few sessions where some people said, I, I, I'm not voting. That's a Freedom Caucus thing. I'm not voting for that because of the pain that they've experienced. Yeah. I, I don't suffer from that yet. I hope I never do. Um, I try to not take things personal and – and I'm also not judging people for, for, for the way they feel now because I didn't live through to, that. Yeah. Um, but you'll have to, if you'll look at some of the, the bills that uh, uh, Stewart's put out or, or, or Jordan, I'm on them. I'm co-sponsoring. And a couple of things that I'm trying to do with Thomas Beach, that, that's really the only bill that I've kind of authored mm-hmm. is with Thomas Beach. And he's a Freedom Caucus guy. Mm-hmm. And when we got to working on that bill, we spent hours on the phone and – talking in person about it and we've done side work on it none of this stuff comes up we're trying to pass what we think is a good bill protecting children go. that's right in the state of south carolina yeah so yeah. so so now that we've we we've that that literally that that was the best the way that i, I thought you could explain that seriously mm-hmm. and i appreciate your honesty on that and i and i know your district you know has to be proud of of your answer and those listening because guys you won't get that from from everyone you know i've had people dance around stuff but you just laid it out plain plain as day and now when you said thomas you know i I met thomas last year and uh you know he seems like a great man we've had a few conversations and he's you know we talked at the governor's ball and and he wants to come on the podcast and i was like hey that's great you know and so you just mentioned that you guys. So this would be your first bill, y'all co-authored together, sure. or, and so you and you and Thomas did, right? We did. And would you explain to our listeners what this bill is about? You know, because I, I I have I, I don't know the whole. I have the I have the big picture, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't have the full details, you, mm-hmm. you know, what it is. But I have the main aspect of, of what you guys are doing with that. Right. So um, he had. Uh, a couple of drag shows that happened in his district. I had one North Charleston actually on Christmas Day. It's not in my district, but it's in my area. And I try to answer to everybody in Charleston County if I can. Um, and this is literally lewd and lascivious behavior in front of minor children. Mm-hmm. We're not going after a, 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 a way of life mm-hmm. or a culture. That's right. You know, adults doing adult things, legal things yeah. is none of my business. And there you I, go. I, I take no interest in what I adults feel the do same legally. Way right there. None of my business. But when it comes to minor children, I mean, you can't take a 10 year old to a strip club. No. Right. And some of the things that if you saw the videos, it was uh, literally pornographic behavior. Oh my uh, gosh. Lewd and lascivious behaviors. What, what and they the had kids there? Yes. Minor children. And so, and then they were talking about the most horrible stuff I don't even want to mention. Sometimes I can't even read my own bill because it talks about the acts that have to, you know, be, that you're in jeopardy. If you commit these acts in front of children, you're in jeopardy of the law. Um, so there's three elements to the bill, sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's not just dressing up as, uh, you know, clothing that's not your gender or whatever and putting on a show yeah that's perfectly legal in the state of south carolina and it's none of our business mm-hmm. but if you have minor children in the room 
I, I'm going to sort of have a problem with it, and I think most South Carolinians do. As, okay. as well we should, because, yeah. you know, right now, I think that the world, literally the world, has taken children, especially mm. here in America. I mean, with I mean, think about the CRT, think about the, the, the transgender and all this and that that they're trying to do. Kids do not know, and they're so impressionable. Yeah. So if you tell them it's okay, I don't know if you remember this, but Mr. Rogers, remember Mr. Mm-hmm, Rogers, mm-hmm. right? You remember him going to Senate hearings yeah. and actually telling them that, and 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 I want to quote him: "Mommies have babies, you know. Mm-hmm. Fathers are, you know, the 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 male are fathers, and mm-hmm. and and they're they're the daddies, mm-hmm. and so, you know." mommies can't change into daddies and daddies can't change into mommies he actually spoke years ago years ago and and a lot of people laughed it off and they're Mm. like oh yeah that uh, that 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 won't happen that won't happen fast forward it to 2022 2021 and look at all i mean there it's like they're preying on the youth because they're no mentally they can't decipher what's right what's right what's wrong they have so many feelings they come into their hormones they don't know what to do they need a positive role model and unfortunately a lot of them go to social media and look at these influencers Mm -hmm. who can care nothing i mean they could care less about these kids they just want the fact that oh yeah here you can have this cut that off do this do that right no yep. child should be subject to go into an event where yeah. there are lewd acts where there are sexual you know behavior going on and be be present but much much even more be allowed to participate in it right so yeah my and i appreciate all those concerns and, and they are real the cultural war and, and all this sort of stuff is real but we have thomas and i were very very careful to uh, go in with a scalpel uh, and make this all about protecting minor children. Yeah. From what uh, any reasonable person would say is not age appropriate. Uh, that's the point of the bill, and it's not. Does it the, have an age limit on the bill? Not, well, it's minor children, and, and you know. And, but I mean, is that seventeen or eighteen? It's eighteen. It is eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, my the point of my of this effort for me is not to pass a bill mm-hmm. that's not the point if i have to pass a bill or try to get a bill passed then then okay but you know i've worked with the attorney general um and the assistant attorney general matt mm-hmm. uh, gets i think it's his last Matt gates yeah. yeah and um uh to determine whether current law suffices and it's just not being enforced so you have sort of those situations where the, the sheriff or the police chief will decide well you know I, I, i'm a little i don't know i'm woke and i don't really want to enforce that law and they choose not to mm-hmm. well that's you know that's not okay that's yeah I agree. but it's not it's not the legislative branch to uh you know execute the law it's it's, it's, it's the executive branch to the attorney general etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. so we're having conversations with them to see if uh, current law is adequate and if it is then we possibly just have an enforcement problem and if you know, writing up this bill and getting it through judiciary, which is where I'm, I'm at, mm-hmm. so that we can bring in testimony and, and bring it and question uh, law enforcement about you know whether it's being enforced. You know, to maybe embarrass them or, or not necessarily embarrass, but to, to 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 encourage them to start enforcing the law. Then that's what me and Thomas will do. Yeah. 
Uh, our goal is to protect the children. It's not to create a bill. It's not to go after a culture or a lifestyle. To infringe on what adults do on their own time, legally do on their own time. It's not about that. It's about protecting minor children. If you'll look on, on, on the list of bills that I've co-sponsored, a lot of them have to do with, with protecting children. Mm-hmm. Have, they need it. Yeah. And they I, and they, I think they really do. And sometimes this sort of uh, leftist philosophy will, will, will work its way through children uh, in, in, a, in a bad way. Oh, and, for and sure. I, I'd like to push back on that if I can. Yep. Uh, effectively. Yeah. Uh, w- with respect to uh, current freedoms and liberties and, and constitutional rights that exist, I will always respect that. Um, but yeah, we we mean to protect children if, if at all possible. Yeah, same here, and yeah. I I can support any of that seriously because yeah. that's our future for one. And again, a child's mind is so innocent, and it's so impressionable to where it's easy to brainwash them, mm-hmm. and that's why. I feel like they're 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 easy targets for these people, and and this is these are my words, you know. So you guys know how I feel about it, but I don't I don't get down with that. Like you say, if you're an adult, do what you want to do, rock it. I don't care what you do with your life, but what I don't like is when you shove it down everyone's throat and you say you have to accept this. Right. Like no I don't. Like look, I'm not I'm not I don't pay your bills, you don't pay mine, I don't lay in your bed, you don't lay in mine. You know what I mean? Do what you want to do. Live your life. But don't force other people to say, well if you don't like this, then we're going to cancel you or right. if you don't like this, then you're a bigot or whatever. No, it's 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 how do you that's like a dictatorship in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Whenever you force someone to agree with what you're doing or to be a part it's just like no live your life like no one's bothering you live your life do what you do but leave well, the kids out of it that takes us back sort of to the the idea of fighting for freedom and um you know i, I don't when i say this i don't mean it as a derogative or towards anyone but you know no group or no entity uh, has a monopoly on fighting for freedom there's lots of people in the state house uh, that believe and protecting constitutional rights mm-hmm. and expanding freedom and liberty wherever possible. Um, but again, back to the earlier conversation, uh, our number one priority is to represent our district yeah. and our constituents. Uh, and sometimes, you know, I just joined the military caucus on Thursday. Congratulations, buddy. Um, you know, and, and not everybody's in that caucus yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people, I don't know why they wouldn't join the military caucus but some people didn't join the family caucus because there was you know sort of language in um their philosophy you know where you have to check out before you decide to, to join and some people are more liberty liberty minded libertarian minded Liberta- i know yeah. some freshmen that are I sort do. of libertarian minded and said you know i'm i'm not in the freedom caucus but i'm also not joining the family caucus but i don't necessarily agree with the terms of, of their philosophy um and and that's what's best for them to be true to themselves mm-hmm. and also to represent their district. Yeah. So I, I, I do implore, I just want to say this again, that every when people in South Carolina are looking at this and they, they can push aside the rhetoric a little bit, push aside the social media posting that's happening. I want all that temperature to go down some. But you have to understand these people are human beings that have developed a personal po- political philosophy that they've built and took care of their entire life. And they are making decisions based on choices. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, there's a heavy burden that they make this the right choice 
for their district and their constituents and so they can lay down that night and agree with themselves yeah. and, and rest in peace knowing I've done what's best for my people today. I've done what's best for me, for my integrity, and for who I am so I can go forward and I can best serve the people of South Carolina. We've gotten too much into this caucus fight, whether it's the GOP caucus, Freedom caucus, whatever caucus. Yeah. You know, we are essentially well, it, it talking about... It takes your mind away uh, from important right, issues. We are essentially talking about, I hate to use the word club, because it's, it's not viewed great, but we're essentially talking about a private club. You know, that... So if I go to the yacht club and say, I want to join the yacht club, but I have a constitutional right to wear pajamas anytime I want. Well, you know, I do have that right, but yeah. I suspend that right because the folks at the yacht club don't want to see me in my Christmas pajamas. They're a, so I'm suspending my right so I can be a member of that club. Yeah. And so that sort of dynamic can't be forgotten. And you got to also That's remember. That's a good way of breaking it down, man. Yeah. And Seriously. you also got to remember that no state house representative has lost their right duty and privileges as a as a state house re elected state house representative mm -hmm. they can do anything they want on the floor which was clearly shown in evidence that last thursday when we had the big debate on the floor where amendments were flying they it didn't matter what caucus you were in you can be recognized on the floor just like anybody else you can yep. do amendments you can insert bills whatever you want to do we're talking about a caucus club sort of environment mm -hmm. that we're arguing over but you know i'll be honest with you i'm not going to tell you about caucus business but for the most part i spend 95 percent of my time at a caucus meeting getting my food and talking to my fellow guys chit-chatting and then there's five percent of it's just some business on the end mm -hmm. i get more done walking in the garage talking one-on-one -on -one with state reps than i do in a caucus meeting mm, interesting so you got to remember you got to keep this stuff in perspective that's right now, we are a team. We are in caucus, and sometimes we do some very serious business where we say, hey, we don't want to introduce this bill if we don't have the votes. Raise your hand if you're voting for it or against it, whatever. Mm -hmm. So you're doing some serious stuff. But you, but that's not all. That's not all the business of a state rep. That's not, that's not his, the entirety of his or her duty or responsibility. This is not performed in caucus. Mm -hmm. We have our own individual offices. We all have cell phones. We can text social media all that sort of stuff there are so many ways to communicate and to organize yes. behind amendments and bills it's not just caucus okay and so i think sometimes because the rhetoric is so high that people think well my personal representative because he's in freedom caucus has now been uh weakened and doesn't have the power to 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 do his responsibilities that's simply not true yeah okay now I, it's yes, my it goal to, that we form back together i've said that stated it with also giving deference to the people that have experienced the pain that I haven't experienced. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I worked hard. Every time there was a negotiator assigned, one of the first phone calls I got was from Matt Lieber. Yeah. What can we do? I basically pleaded with both sides to try to sort this out. Sometimes we have to ask the question whether both sides wants to get back together. That's a Sometimes good point. we have to decide. Damn good question right there, buddy. Politically, it's more advantageous advantageous for one side or the other not to get back together Damn that might be point. not the entire caucus that feels that way you know but it could be just enough mm. that feels that way because they can drive narratives they can do whatever they want and that's yeah. fine you know campaigning all that stuff is fine i don't hold that against i don't even hold it against democrats who said some god-awful things about me during my campaign i just don't i don't hold it against them it's yeah. campaigning 
and some of this stuff is campaigning yeah and it's fine that's that that that's the grit of the business but we're all upset but maybe some of this stuff is being purposely done and it doesn't mean that the people on the other side that you think are on the opposite side of you aren't also good people doing good things mm-hmm. there's just kind of a narrative flowing here oh yeah never doubted they were good strategy, people. yeah for all sure that. never yeah. doubted that yeah never yeah. doubted it for once and i mean a lot hell, of dynamics they can, in play. they can go back and look at their track record and see that mm-hmm. you, you know so but the way you broke that down you know uh, about you know maybe they don't want to and um for whatever reason you know but and and who knows it could be personal it could mm-hmm. be political who knows but that's that's a very interesting point right there right. matt very interesting point and and like you said at the end of the day either whether you, whether they do or whether they don't hash it out you know uh like you said it does not hinder anyone from doing their job and their responsibility and upholding their oath to office right it doesn't and, stop that you know when the abortion bill comes up or or, or uh, you know constitutional carry comes up do you think the freedom caucus is going to vote against that no we're going to work out sort of in the processes that are allowed on the house floor to figure out what's the best bill to pass but you know there nobody in this sort of uh dynamic is going to jump and suddenly become you know uh, something we're not mm-hmm. we, if you know these sort of bills passed the transparency the education the transparency and education bill passed the house last session mm-hmm. what's going to pass this time with gop freedom caucus votes and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. so I, I i i do feel strongly that we're st- we're going to get the work of uh, done for the state of south carolina um and we have to keep things in perspective as what caucus is what house floor is what duties responsibilities are uh and not get drawn into just an unhealthy kind of cat fight that's really not necessary yeah people are making personal decisions what's best for their district and i support that and i don't hold it against any of them i do wish the narrative or the 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 the, the heat the temperature would drop some but maybe that those folks don't want that to happen you know, we have to it's hard to say, that. man. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's hard to say. Yeah, because I mean, it, yeah, we don't know, and and it, it, if they don't come out and say it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to right. say. And and I would hope not, honestly. Like right. I, I, would too. I, I, I really would. I I would hope not. And getting the people's business done that should be everyone's priority, no no matter what. And like you say, things like this do become a big distraction. Mm-hmm. And for you know, people in y'all's district you know everyone's district sometimes they hear something like that and they get sidetracked Mm -hmm. and they think oh well this is bad you know they're trying to do this they're trying to do that so and then they get off of what what's really going on Mm -hmm. it's like no this this is just a little this is just a little in um Oh man, think about a sibling rival, uh, mm-hmm. sibling rivalry. You know what I mean? Think about su- it like that. Yeah, we and have such a super majority, um, and there's so there's a le- there's fewer Democrats now to pick fights with. Yeah, it's just a natural dynamic, human dynamic that we're gonna we're gonna get into these sort of like I said, sibling rivalries because there's nobody else to kind of argue with mm-hmm. at times. But, well, um, and you know, sometimes having that, man, it's good because, in my opinion, I, I think so, it. because it keeps you, first off, it keeps you fresh, mm-hmm. keeps you sharp, mm-hmm. 
And I've always said if we had a disagreement or, or, or if we had any kind of thing to where we didn't see eye to eye, again, I'm all about sitting down and having a conversation right. in a room. Keep it in that room. Mm-hmm. And even on the podcast the other night, I said the only way it should ever go public is if it was drastic and someone violated something and it needed to be addressed publicly. That's the only way. Uh, but, but don't just leave yeah. that meeting and go straight to a podium or mm-hmm. go straight to a phone right. and say, hey, let me tell you what we just done. Boom, 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 yep. boom, boom. And then word gets out and you know, I tell you a story. You tell someone else a story. Mm-hmm. By the time it gets to ten other people, mm-hmm. something's done changed here or there. Right. You know what I mean? It just it never fails, and so that's how we get misguided, right, right there. So we have to, you guys listening, stay focused and stay reminded. Again, this is it's a sibling rivalry. That that's literally how I would describe it. And mm-hmm. you know, with you know the strength of God and everyone's willingness to sit down and have that meeting. You know, that's just like, like I say, I agree that people should, you should, in, in decorum, the respect, you should have that for, for, for your fellow members in the house. Like You should. If they're talking, respect them. Let them finish what they have to say. Then counter if you have to. Yeah. But, you, you know, the insulting and stuff like that, I don't, you know, I don't, I really don't get into that. I like to find out the, I like to find out the... I like to find out the the method like how did you come up with this decision or what brought you to this to this place right here to where you felt like this and we've you know we've reached out to the majority leader mm-hmm. because I'd love again you know and that and, and I did I posted their numbers which everyone saw that you know but they're free I mean they're everywhere so I didn't have to do that but these are the people you contact and talk to and not saying those people have done good work well, I, I would I would caution a little bit when you um, kind of want to try to attach all of this to the majority leader. Um, oh no, it I'm was not just saying the three. Are, uh, yeah, I did three. But, yeah, but some oh, people, in general, in general, some people gotcha. are. But you know, the majority leader has lots of responsibilities uh, outside of caucus, mm-hmm. um, um, and then there's responsibilities pertaining to caucus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. Nothing happens in caucus without a two-thirds vote. So, no majority leader, and, and majority leader Davy Hyatt has not dictated anything mm-hmm. to the caucus. He's presented uh, right. yeah. rules or, or, or kind of um, you know adjustments to the rules, and then the caucus votes two-thirds to accept or decline. So, um, it's 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 Davy Hyatt's job is to support the. What comes out of caucus? What what is decided in caucus? And support mm-hmm. and defend it. It's not he's not necessarily the one that's like producing these sort of rules and, and saying these are my rules. We're going to do it. Mm. That's not the dynamic of caucus. Um, and so when he is defending our rule package, mm-hmm. he's he's defending what the caucus has decided. Now he we he leads us, but he's leading folks that are following. Yeah. Because we've decided together as a unit that these are what our rules are and so he's beholden to defend our rules until they're changed yeah so um and i'm not speaking towards the private negotiations i i I don't know uh my part of negotiations was really low level where i was talking to you know folks like representative patrick haddon um uh, micah 
Representative Mike, who goes on the floor all the time and, you know, debates these sort of things. But that man negotiated in, in, in good faith. Mm-hmm. And I think the other side will even say that, even though they butt heads a lot on the floor. Um, and and Rob, Representative Bobby Cox, I mean, those those guys have done their best. And, and me with them trying to aid them under, you know, pleading with and working, uh, even directly with Adam and others, uh, trying to find some resolution here. Uh, I did nothing. I wanted to do nothing but support that. And this is like my first time really speaking about any of this stuff that's happened. Mm. Um, I, but I've spent hours and days, like like Davey, yeah. Hyatt has spent, trying to negotiate, trying to figure out uh, what's best. But he's he's beholden to the caucus, so sometimes he can't give a concession maybe that he would personally give because it's what the caucus, the caucus wants or says. Yeah, exactly. And right. that caucus is like again, I had to say it over and over. But there's a lot of hurt feelings. There's a lot of history back there. So maybe even if Davey came up with an idea and the caucus is like, no, we're not doing that, there's nothing that the majority leader can do. That's right. Like, he has the to uphold. Business. Right. Yeah, yeah. He has lots of other responsibilities and, and, and things he can do outside of caucus. And, mm-hmm. you know, much respect there. But um, so there's a lot of nuance here that people need to understand. It's not just some black and white situation where good here, bad here, whatever. There's a lot of moving parts with people making decisions for them that's best for their district, best for themselves, uh, best for the caucus that they represent, all these sort of things. Um, so I would hope that the rhetoric would come down some. Mm-hmm. And if there's going to be a resolution, it's best hap- it's going to happen probably when the rhetoric is cooled and people can just not be personal about what they're thinking or saying or pr- pr- proposing. Uh, and that's just my um, that's my mission, I guess, is that I would hope that folks could just take a breath, uh, not not inflame tensions, and then both sides have, have been a part of it. Yeah. Um, some of it's been some really bad missteps, and I think both sides would claim those missteps. Um, uh, I've made some missteps, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I would fully claim those if if they were counterproductive to putting us back together. But if we don't go back together, it's not the end of the world. You know, we're still going to move forward with the business of the state. We're going to get lots of things done. We're going to accomplish a lot of things. Um, so that's it. That's really the message is just, we need the folks to understand this is not simple. This is complicated, but it's not exactly everything that people think it is either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and you, you, you gave a great example and, and explanation. So I hope for you guys listening like that, that, that really kind of narrowed it down because uh, the way you just explained it, you know, that's not that's not how it was presented to me and a lot of other people. Right. You know what I mean? So the way you broke that down, that's when it clicked. It was like, oh, yeah, man, that's nothing more than like, you know, brother and sister or brother and brother. Right. You know, that's just that's all that is because the work of the people still gets done so like you said the majority leader he has an obligation as the you know the caucus Mm -hmm. leader right right so whether he agrees or disagrees if he disagrees and the majority votes in favor right he still has to do it even though he disagrees yeah he has to kind of support what we what we uh what we vote for yeah and and defend it um and so I, i i actually um you know, feel like he's in a hard place at times. I could imagine. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, especially explaining it like bad. that. And, yeah. and I know the other side's getting beat up bad. We're all mm-hmm. kind of beating each other up and, and getting beat up a little bit. But uh, 
I feel like it'll come. I feel like it'll come to you know, like you said, take take a step back Mm -hmm. and then let let everyone's mind clear Mm -hmm. and 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 stop. You know, and sometimes we do have to put our egos aside and and our pride aside. (laughs) I've had to learn that the hard way over the years. I really have, (laughs) and so. But because I've I've there's let no some egos in the state house. What you talking about? No man, man none, I'm kidding, none, man. none. There's oh, lots of man. egos. But uh, hey, we yeah. all have big egos. We do. That's we how do. we got here. I was about to say, and that's yeah. a confidence. Yeah, confidence, ego, competence. Yes. All of those so sort of things. you know exactly right. So, but sometimes that could be that could be our Achilles heel. You know what I mean? And so, I've I've let I've let my pride and ego mm-hmm. get in the way, and it it's costed me. God knows, I'd hate to even say the number, oh, yeah. but it was just like it was an ego thing, and mm-hmm. it was just like, no, I ain't doing that, and it's mm-hmm. because something happened. But yada, I'm just not doing it. But I wasn't looking at it as a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. As a business standpoint, I should have did it, mm-hmm. but I let that personal ego yeah. get in the way, and I was like, nope, my pride, I ain't doing that because of this. Mm-hmm. And then you know, seven, eight years went by, and I'm looking, and I'm like, damn, <laughs> why did you like? Are you serious? Like that? That was. Stupid, yep. you, you know. If I had the chance to redo it, I'd have, I would have I would have went for it without a second thought, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, hopefully everyone gets a chance to take a step back, take mm-hmm. a breather, you know, um, get some fresh air, whatever you have to do. Smoke a cigar, relax, whatever. <laughs> focus on some other issues, and then come back and revisit it, right. and sit down and say, hey, look this is this is the problem here mm-hmm. you know this is what we have going on we're trying to find a way to eliminate a lot of this mm-hmm. because we don't i mean we're going to have a little bit of bickering here and there but we don't need a lot of that end fighting to where mm-hmm. we're tearing our party apart and right. that was my whole message the other night we don't need to tear our party hey, apart we're a big tent party um ronald reagan's 11th commandment was thou shalt not talk ill about a fellow republican mm-hmm. uh you know, others may not adopt that. I, I, I try to. I try to respect my fellow Republicans, mm-hmm. no matter where they are on the spectrum of philosophy. Um, I would hope that we, you know, I'd love to have a bunch of, you know, Matt Liebers and, you know, 15 other ones in the state house <laughs> so I get my way more or something, you know. But I, I don't think it's really my role right now to for that to be an important element to how I legislate. You know, I, right now I'm going to be solely focused on my district. Um, I want to mend some wounds that exist mm-hmm. that maybe I wasn't in the room when they happened. But I care about these people. I care about my colleagues. It's a special job. It's a way of life. Yeah, it is definitely I, a I way make, of life. Brother, yeah, I make sure. about 18 cents an hour. I'll be honest with you. I, oh I yeah, the job. money that the money y'all make, <laughs> like it's seriously. Some people don't understand yeah. that. They think, oh, they make all this and that. No, they no, don't. And it's public that. information. We, I uh, mean, yeah, we. Uh, I work 12, 14 hours a day, and then I put my head down sometimes, and I say, well, I didn't accomplish everything. I didn't. I didn't address everything I wanted to address today. And it's that's it's every day. Yeah, I can there, imagine. There are working reps, and um, you know, folks that really, really take this job seriously, and work very hard at it. Um, I pride myself of being one of those, and um, you know, uh, I have nothing but respect for my fellow members uh, because I know what they're going through. They know what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. They know that the weight of duty is heavy. Yeah, um, and it's been that way my whole life. I was military, worked for the paratrooper, federal, right? Yep, yes, paratrooper. sir. I'll never yep. forget that quote. Yep. I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
That's you know, a, it's about yeah. time to send a paratrooper yeah. in. Yes, yeah. sir. I, we got enough lawyers this time for a paratrooper. <laughs> and I, I, and to be on the it. judiciary is pretty ironic. And I appreciate that opportunity from leadership to, um, as a freshman non-lawyer, to be on judiciary and make an impact there. And, and well, what, man, you thing, have that presence though, like right. like you do. You're confident when you speak. Yeah. You stay on track when you speak. You stay on topic. You know, right. when I say track, you know, you stay on topic. Like, yeah. you, you you command that. And when I say command, not not verbally command, mm. but your presence. You just right. give that off. And well, that's, I appreciate that. That's and and, and I would I would sit there and and this is just my my view, but I would think a lot of that, you know. The military. That's what's great about the yeah. military. You, you know, you you had that structure, you mm-hmm. had that order, and and you just ooze that out. Like every mm-hmm. time I met you, even when you come and you was a speaker for us last year at the state house, mm-hmm. I was just like, man, I think that's the first time that we sat there and 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 because we shot the podcast right after that, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, yeah. went and grabbed lunch, mm-hmm. and, and and we come in and shot the podcast, but. I think with that right there, you, you know, that's I, I think that's going to take you a long way, man. I, I really well, do, man. And you're you're straightforward. You're you're, you're a straight shooter, mm-hmm. and just like you said, the way that you is like, you know, I, I really don't want to get in. I, I don't want to get in the middle of that. You mm-hmm. know, your focus is on your district. Right. A lot of people won't say that. Yeah, exactly. And but it's true. It's it's very true with with many of them. Um, and I. I actually empathize with a lot of them because they do feel like they're getting beat up. You know, my 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 seatmate Tom Hartnett's in the hospital right now. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he had some issues uh, with a previous sort of ailment, mm-hmm. diverticulitis and all that. He had dental surgery, and and the medication that that they gave him uh, counteracted with something he was you know oh, self wow, yeah. and he, he had uh, some issues. He almost uh, didn't make it home. He's driving home and Ooh. Thursday, like or you know gosh how long ago has it been i can't keep up with the days anymore but he's been in the hospital and um you know he's had constituents a couple call and say you know explain yourself tom how come you took the blood oath you know and so this sort of you know the blood oath all that you know the, the narratives you know <laughs> the the heated i'm sorry yeah the, like, heater, the heated language and all that and and he texts me he said man i need to take care of this but i don't have the strength to do it um mm-hmm. I, i'm just not i'm not well right now and i said tom Give me their number. I'll call them. Yeah. I called them and I gave them the 20 minutes, just like the 30 minutes I've just given you, and try to explain all the different uh, aspects of this issue. And once I do, uh, I have yet to have someone go away from it, um, uh, not getting a much greater understanding That's right. and respect for the difficulty of the situation, and a little more understanding for both sides, um, um, and not not necessarily being so dogmatic about who's bad and who's good uh, and that's really my goal in this is, is try to just uh, mend some wounds and get some peace going again and there um, you go but it, that's even a great if attitude it doesn't to have happen, seriously right even if it doesn't happen it's not the end of the world uh for 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 the republicans in the state house um or for the people of south carolina we have a super majority because if they put us there we have a mandate to do things and we're going to get them done mm-hmm. we're going to get them done we're going to fight for for what's right, and you know, people also have to understand that the Democrats in the state house, some of them, a, a good part of them, are not like the Democrats in D.C. You know, I I have uh, colleagues in the judiciary, Spencer Wetmore, who's mm-hmm. in the Low Country as well, and we're trying to really uh, carry the water on the fentanyl bill mm-hmm. that's coming out of uh, judiciary. 
No, fit, uh, no, something has to be done about that. That's a serious problem. That, that is a serious problem. Both sides problem. of the aisle recognize. Yes. And we may be tweaking things here and yes. there to make sure we don't ensnare addicts and we truly go after the uh, the traffickers. But I can work with her mm-hmm. on this particular issue. Now, there might be some other issues that we're going to be far apart on, and we'll make that very clear. But um, just be, just like I can work with her, I can also work with the, the staunchest Freedom Caucus guy, uh, Thomas Beach, mm-hmm. on that bill. And we're getting the business of the people completed. That's right. We're getting it done. We're taking up the medical marijuana uh care act so what's sure. what are y'all stance on that because i've i've heard from quite a few people and especially last year you know when it went through yeah. the senate and passed and uh and it passed it was like s130 yeah there was a it passed the house there was a technicality some you know funding issues and tax issues sort of thing i think the votes are there mm-hmm. i think this bill is appropriately uh restrictive so that we're not opening up a Pandora's box or even going down a slippery slope. I, I, I most of the time reject that kind of slippery slope argument because it's my job to prevent slippery slopes from happening yeah. if I'm in the state house. You That's know, right. I'm, I'm the elected representative. That's right. Now, if I'm out of office because I've been defeated by someone who wants to open up the slippery slope, Pandora box, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. well, that's the will of the people. Yeah. And so I don't know what the will of the people is going to be in 20 years. You know, my yeah. only issue with that, when, with legalizing now medical marijuana, I think that that's fine. Right. If a doctor prescribes it. That's it, yeah. And you have somewhere that goes. But here's my thing with dispensaries, all right? Mm-hmm. California, or not California, Colorado, I'll use this as an example because I've been studying this for mm-hmm. the last four or five months. And, you know, it's still illegal on a federal level the Mm -hmm. feds can come in there anytime and they can shut that down Mm -hmm. anytime they want to they just choose not to Mm -hmm. out of respect for the state because the state made it legal right so therefore no banks will touch that money it's all done in cash so what started happening was is all these dispensaries started having these massive amounts of cash Mm -hmm. every day in their safe that becomes a target our united states federal treasurer got involved and they said hey and this is a true story you guys can look this up when that are are listening but they said hey we can't have that much cash just sitting there like that so what we're going to do is we're going to send our armored trucks armed security drivers you know the whole nine we're going to pick that cash up for you we're going to put it in the federal reserve and in return we're going to give you digital currency for it. Yeah, I, I, you know. You um, know what that sounds like to me? Yeah. That's no different than laundering money. Yeah, I, I actually don't know anything about that story. Oh, I, yeah, but I, no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Check it out because I've yeah. been on it for, like I say, a little over four to five months. And right. and what got me on it was the increase in cartel yeah. operations in California. Now they're just doing it in the state of California. And cartel and the the um the way the money would be managed. Yes, uh, that's the there only. Are, yeah, there are some banks that are starting to open up to negotiating a way they can handle the funds. Um, but the bill does stipulate a, an amount of security that's necessary to, to operate a dispensary. Oh, for sure, it would and have it's to really be really high. Yeah, we actually went to Maryland recently and toured one of their facilities, mm-hmm. and the, the the security there was top notch. It, it's more secure than Biden's garage, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 
you know um <laughs> you had a key code and, and all these sort of things to get in it there wasn't so no corvette in there checks back no, no i didn't see a corvette <laughs> no corvette um but you know that's that's a big because that's a big concern for well, a lot of is, law man. enforcement in south carolina a lot of legislators are considering this bill uh and rightfully so mm-hmm. and I, i'm I would in not, favor for it i don't want to create a situation where um these these sort of facilities become targets for you know underworld and crime and all that I don't, we got enough crime to deal with that we don't need to create any more, more kind of incentives to create amen crime. to that so we're being very careful with that aspect mm-hmm. we're being very careful about you know sort of working out the dosages um one of the taglines is to start low and go slow yes um and um i, I don't the way i am understanding things at this point is I don't think this medical marijuana is actually going to be attractive to like the black market because it's probably going to be more expensive and less potent. Um, and it's, it comes in like a pill form. Uh, I hate to say the word edible, but it's not uh, quite an edible. Yes. And it's like a cream. Gotcha. Uh, there's no smoking. I've seen there's the no cream. flour involved. I've seen the cream. There's I don't like the flour involved. Yeah. Yes, there's because that, that stinks and uh, you don't want that yeah. to be all in the uh, air. And there's certain but rules that we're working on. You know, there the is DUI like factors. wax and things like yeah. that, you know, yeah. and they go in these little vape pens and it gives off no odor, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. You know, I, I can swing that. It's, it's, it's appropriately restrictive, and it had a lot of support in the last session. Yeah. And I think it, it kind of basically passed. I'd have to, you know, really look back at it. But, and then it, it, there was a ruling made that it, it, it didn't quite make muster um, in the sort of tax code issues. Um, and so then there wasn't enough time to, to clean it up to get it going forward. So I, I think, you know, I, there's going to be some people to oppose. And, mm-hmm. and I'll, oh, I will for sure. yeah. be in disagreement with them respectfully. I'm not going to um, take to social media and call them names or anything like that uh, because again they have to do what's best for their district that's right well and name calling that never that that never that's like that's like you know and again i refer back to when i posted in my post you know i didn't say anything bad about those gentlemen Mm -hmm. i just said hey these are the the, this this is the three men you should start with and contact Mm -hmm. many more and that's that's how i did it because i don't know those gentlemen i don't not personally Mm -hmm. and i know them as as the work that they've done and so uh out of that respect yeah, yeah we should not be bashing one another and our party i've always said this we should not do it if we have a problem like i said many times handle it in a room and we do have that process that the caucus has a set of rules and disciplinary um uh, items that they can take up and you know so there those rules do exist um so and and one thing you have to do also remember is that sometimes we all get into bubbles i've gotten into a bubble mm-hmm. of group think or uh you know i'm getting accolade from this sort of like my political county party I mean, where I'm seeing is very favorable right now. Let's hope that continues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I walk into there, and they're like, "Hey, Matt, you know, you know, maybe even a bit of applause breaks out or something mm-hmm. at times." And they they enjoy hearing me speak, and that's happening with uh, some Freedom Caucus guys when they go back to their district. It's happening with the regular Caucus guys, um, and so we all need to be careful that we don't get into that sort of bubble because I remember. In the last election with the Katie Arrington versus Nancy Mace, we did a straw poll at the mm. Charleston County GOP. Katie Arrington won by 90 points. I mean, she just whipped that caucus. I mean, that's a county straw poll. Just killed it. Mm-hmm. Three weeks later, Nancy Mace won by nine points against her. So sometimes we get into these bubbles where we think all the Politico folks 
the active political people represent the mainstream opinion of your district. Mm -hmm. And that's not always true. And we have to be careful about that. And I try to be careful about it and be cognizant about that dynamic and try to be careful not to get into those bubbles and try to get other people to, to talk to me and tell me what their opinions are. I mean, my my campaign team was you know 12 strong and um, different walks of life, different points of views. Uh, and anyone that calls me, I, I take their call. I have a, got to return a call here in a minute from a guy that's uh, really upset about the Transparency and Education Act and fully misunderstands it, thinks that we won't better talk about Martin Luther King or mm -hmm. Jim Crow or the Tuskegee Airmen and all these sort of things. And the bill doesn't do that, but he's convinced it does. And he, you know, he talked to my legislative aide for a little bit last week, and, and she said he's very angry. Uh, some people wouldn't make that call. But when I get done with this podcast, I'm calling him. Yeah. And I'm going to have a conversation with him. That's and maybe right. it doesn't go well. <laughs> but at least you'll yeah. have the opportunity to explain, like, hey, this, this, you have yeah. the wrong just idea. Just give him a different point of view, right? There you go. And we'll just. That's we'll just what a lot of there. people need. Yeah. You know? And I give out my personal cell phone number. I don't just give out the office number. I give my 843 227 1331. You're welcome to call me anytime. Now, I may block you if you get crazy. But I'll take your call and we'll have a, a phone call and, and Y'all don't get crazy now. As long as <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I mean, you you have every right to get crazy. I don't, but I don't you don't have a right for me to answer your your call. There when you, you go, crazy. there you go. Yeah, but, so uh, yeah. I, I make an effort no matter what point of view. You know, in in Charleston, where my district, I have all different points of view. It's very diverse. Yeah. So I have to listen to it. I should listen to all of them. And maybe I would learn something from a phone call. Maybe this guy's going to teach me something here in a minute. Hey, maybe that, it, that I would learn from. That's him. the best part yeah. about having dialogue right, right. there. It yeah. is. That's that's the best part because sometimes some people don't understand certain aspects of what's trying to get passed or what what what's trying to, you know, what what's being debated on because they like you say they'll they'll see a snippet on Facebook, they'll see a snippet on some kind of social media. And they'll take that and then they get, you know, all these bots and all these comments and they say, oh, well, this is true. You know, this right here, this 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 is going down. And then they feel some type of way. And then when you talk to them about it and they voice their opinion, then um, you're like, um, you got the wrong idea. You know, yeah. like that's nothing what we're trying to do. Right. So where you heard that from, I'm sorry, but let me, let if you got a minute, let I'd like to explain to you what this actually represents or mm -hmm. why we're debating this subject. Yeah. It goes back to, 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 to the kids, you know, being at shows like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I saw books, Matt, last year that were teaching children five to seven mm -hmm. about oral sex. Yep. Well, and I wanted to throw up in my mouth, right, literally. Just, I'm like, how in the hell do you sit there and you take a kid mm -hmm. and you want to teach them about that? And then you wonder why our, our nation, not our state, our nation is behind in math, mm -hmm. literature, science, everything. Because you have places overseas, China, for example, they focus on those subjects they train them kids early i mean yeah. hell they're building robots you know before they're in double digits over here 
we have gotten off the American dream. What built America? Mm-hmm. Our founding fathers. This is mm-hmm. not what they had in mind. That's why I keep that tree right there. Mm-hmm. That's from 1754 to 1791, I believe. Yeah. That is the that 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 is the paint. Uh, the yeah, the plant and freedom right there, and that dates yeah. back. The That's everything that leap, happened. All that, yeah. yeah. So, I'm sitting here, and and I really fear for the future. I said that if you look at every empire throughout history. Mm-hmm. It crumbled within. There's not an empire that used to be that is still there today. There's not one well, on this planet. Well, that's why I feel duty bound to do everything I can to, to kind of keep the republic and fight for it because um, we've got a good thing here. We've got the greatest thing ever created, um, and I, I do feel duty bound. That, you know, military service, working for the feds after 9/11 for those many years, and, and then now with this opportunity that's been provided. I feel duty bound to do the best that I can, yeah. Uh, and I will continue to serve um, and make the best choices that I can. And if they're confusing, people want to uh, understand them more. I'm here to talk about it. I'm here to let people know how I think about each and every single decision I make. Mm-hmm. That's important for me, for the for the people that I represent to know how I think and feel, and how, and I need to know how they think and feel, yeah, so that I can best represent them. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man, and I appreciate all your hard work. And again, um, you know, I appreciate you coming by and and, and joining us today and and sharing your thoughts and and, and your point of view on the podcast and everything. And so um, I know, you know, we're, we're, you know, oh, man, we're almost an hour and a half in, so we we got to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. But um, I I hear tell uh, about about an, an award that may be coming your way here. Can we yeah. talk about that? Is that yeah, something we can speak well, about? Well, I think so. I'm a little cheapest about it because I've, I've only been there for a short time. But um, uh, the American Legion has awarded me the uh, Legislator of the Year Award. That's at, amazing. For, to represent the House. And uh, Senator Chimp Campson is going to get the award as the Senate uh, designee. Uh, we're going to have a joint uh, session of the General Assembly mm-hmm. on March 8th. Uh, and where these awards will be presented um, I, you know I say I'm kind of sheepish about it because I've not been there very long but I did endorse a, a lot of military um, uh, bills or veterans uh, oriented bills mm-hmm. uh, I spoke about that during the whole campaign season the 19 months that I was campaigning I am a veteran I, I, I've brought it up in meetings uh, to make sure that um, lots of these Brandon Cox has a bill out that reduces taxes for uh disabled veterans in the state of South Carolina. I've supported those, co-sponsored quite a few bills, and I think they've appreciated it. Uh, and I've gotten this award, and I appreciate it, and I can't wait for March 8th. I have a, my, my own personal American Legion Post members mm-hmm. are gonna come up and be in the chamber when it's presented. Um, they're really proud of it because they feel like it's an award for that post yeah. uh, uh, out of Hollywood, where I, where I go, and it's in my district. Um, so. Uh, that's big things you know um we're going in a, a good direction um there's some missteps here and there just a little bit of uh, uh fog of war and uh you know hurdles that we have to to make you know figure out how we're gonna uh get over and I, i'm confident of the future that it's gonna be good i'm confident that we're gonna work out a lot of these problems and misunderstandings and I'm confident, super confident, that the people of South Carolina are going to be well represented by their General Assembly. 
uh, and I'm glad to be a part of it. And I'm glad that I was here for this podcast. I'll come back anytime you want. I appreciate Brandon, it, I enjoy man. talking to you. I think we have a good flow when we yes, talk about these issues. We do, man. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and congratulations on that award. Yes, sir. Congratulations on your chairmanship, you know, for the Freshman Caucus. Like, everything, it's just... Uh, again, from candidate Lieber to representative Lieber, it's 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 been an honor today to, to you. for you to take the time, come up here and sit down and talk and and shed light on some you know very important what I felt and I know our our, our listeners do too, because the way you explained that you know it really it really helped and so uh, again I appreciate it all your hard work and one last thing is that a, is that award ceremony is that open to the public or well you know the 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 house is always open to the public yeah and, you know in theory um we have limited space in mm-hmm. the uh the balcony Upset, but I, yeah, yeah. yeah i'm hoping that it'll be completely full yeah and um and that's march the 8th at march what time? the 8th yep and hoping that um there'll be even some maybe some space um on the floor for family and and my guys coming up from hollywood from the post um so yeah i, I think um you know in the lobbies big old spot too so we can i'll we can be there to support in. you yeah i, appreciate I really that, will I what do. time is it um, you know, it's uh, whenever house is in session. It's a joint session. Gotcha. So, uh, I think the only other time it happens is state of the state. Maybe there's yeah. some others I'm not aware of, but it's a big deal when you have, you know, the Senate coming with their sword and That's they're all right. lined up and they come in and they're they're part of the chamber. Um, and I was on the the escort committee for the governor, and that was a, a big honor. It was quite a scene. Uh, you know, being up there, you know, standing right behind the governor, sitting right behind the governor during his old speech. Mm-hmm. I, I've been um, I've been given a lot of opportunities, and I'm I am grateful from leadership for affording me those opportunities. And uh, I'm not going to let them down. I'm not going to let uh, my colleagues in the house, all the members. I'm not going to let any of them down. I'm not going to let my constituents down. Uh, we got great things going to happen. That's right. I love to hear it, man. Is there anything that you would like to? let your your district know or the people know before we we get off air well i think i've said quite a bit i'm going to post this on my social media Um, i hope everybody listens to it um throughout the state actually i hope everybody will listen to this and get a i made a a greater understanding of of our struggles um uh, respect for what the state reps individually deal with Mm -hmm. uh, the the courage they have to to put their to be the man and the woman in the arena and take on these difficult uh, issues and do their best in them. And, and, and please remember that they are human and they're doing Amen. what they see and think is best and they're, they're good people and I have nothing but respect for them. And I hope that that's a, I brought a, a, a different perspective here today and understanding that'll carry out and the heat, the heat and the narrative and the rhetoric maybe will cool off a little bit so that we can, uh, patch some wounds and and do our best for the state there you go all right that sounds good man thank you brandon all right south carolina that was representative matthew lieber um and again we hope you guys enjoy give us your feedback you can like comment share it and uh, as always we'll be back with more episodes we have some sheriffs coming uh, between leon lott we have sheriff will montgomery out of winsboro we have other representatives uh, we have senators. It, it, like I said, it's going to be a great year. And um, you guys stay tuned and follow for more. I love you. God bless and God bless America. This episode was brought to you by Peaks Production. If you guys like what you hear, go ahead and hit that support button. You can make a small donation 
or you could set up to do monthly payments from $2.99 all the way to $9.99. The choice is up to you, but the support is greatly appreciated. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, like and share, and stay tuned for more.